You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. The Archaeology Podcast Network is sponsored by Codify, a California benefit corporation. Visit Codify at www.codifi.com. Hello and welcome to the Archaeotech Podcast, episode 50. I'm your host, Chris Webster, with my co-host, Chris Sims. On today's show, we talk about the Codify booth at SAA 2017 in Vancouver, Canada, and all the awesome that went with it. Let's get to it. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. Chris Sims, welcome. How are you doing? Hey, uh, good to talk to you again after, what, like a day and a half of being apart. <laughs> yes, so uh, at, we're recording this um, actually just a couple days after the SAAs ended, the Society for American Archaeology Conference, and um, and we drove up to Canada, which we'll get to later, um, and then uh, separately, um, Chris drove with... Uh, the Codify team and Coda team, who we'll talk to in a second here, and uh, and my wife and I drove up and we had the entire exhibit booth in the back of our truck. We went to Vancouver, Canada for the 82nd Annual Society for American Archaeology Conference. But to help us talk about that um, and to talk about Codify and the amazing booth that we had, the game-changing booth that we had, we're bringing on um, Mr. Codify himself, which is a term I've just coined. So I think that's a new one. Gandalf the Grey Card or Mr. Codify? I'm not really sure which one we're going to go with. But Michael Ashley, how's it going? I mean, Dr. Codify <laughs> to you. Shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's the first time he's doctored us. <laughs> well, uh, he, you know, right after the SAAs, I feel like that's an important thing. Uh, but nice. hey, guys. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we are we are recovered. I think I went to sleep last night around eight p.m. after all the driving, and um, <laughs> got up this morning and did yoga and crushing all the things just to recover from all the driving. But it was it was great. So uh, nice, it was a lot of fun. Well, yeah, this is a as a West Coast SAA. Um, I mean, typically they're they're closer. However, Canada wasn't like crazy close. I think for both of us, it was about a fifteen hour drive if you go straight through. But we both did it in two days on on both ends. And uh, and then you picked up Chris Sims in Portland on your way up since it was pretty much right on the way. So had a lot of um, a lot of personal time together. And uh, and then we all shared a house in Airbnb. Can't say enough about Airbnb. Michael and I have used it quite a bit. Um, we should have them on to talk uh, on a podcast sometime because I think more shovel bums should use it, honestly. But um, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, man. The drive up was pretty easy for me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, drive up, uh, getting into Canada, uh, super easy. Um, shockingly getting out of Canada was just as easy. Uh, I didn't think Trump would let any of us in, but, um, I mean, I have a slight tan, so I didn't think I'd get back in the booth in the country. So yeah, but, uh, anyway, no, it was great. So let's, uh, let's dive right in and talk about the booth. So we had booth 422. I was putting that hashtag on my, on all the tweets I was sending out and, um, the booth, let's just the nuts and bolts of it is the booth was actually Codify, uh, and then we had uh, Codify was probably half of it, probably like, like right on the, the the real visible side, and then APN and PCS were also there because Michael and I and Chris we all feel pretty passionate that these three things need to be conceived of together: the training, the doing, and the outreach, and all that stuff. And if you're not thinking about these things together. Uh, at the same time as you're doing the other things, then you're doing it. I mean, you're doing it wrong, uh, quite frankly. I'm just going to say it. I mean, there are multiple ways to do things. But I feel like if you're not constantly concerned with how you're doing archaeology, the training for how to do archaeology, and then telling people about archaeology, then you're missing one piece of this um, this, this trifecta. So um, 
Michael, why don't you? Uh, I've talked enough. Why don't you talk about the booth a little bit and and your perceptions of it? Because we talked a lot about setting it up. Um, what is your, you know, just walking into the exhibit hall and seeing seeing all the booths? Because I think you're a good one for this. Because while we talked about the setup, you were on child duty while <laughs> we were mostly setting it up. So you came in and we'd already had the basic layout. You know, to our vision that we talked about for weeks ahead of time. We'd already had the basic layout conceived of. So what was your first impressions on on seeing our booth and, and how it compared to others? Yeah, it's true. In order for us to actually be able to pay for this whole thing, I had to be a babysitter. Oh, wait, no, that wasn't my job. <laughs> uh, we did. We, we, we brought our, our five-year-old Ignacio um, up, and it was absolutely fantastic. And then when we got there, um, they had this weird safety thing about not wanting forklifts to run over children. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. So, so, so um. Well, yeah, I guess I'd want to say, I mean, just to to make it slightly more meta, I mean, I've gone, we started doing, you know, as having gone doing all the 50-minute paper stuff and being on the committees and all those things we're still doing, forums, et cetera, but started trying to, you know, be in the exhibit hall space back in 2011. In fact, we should also do a, a shout out to CODA since it was the Center for Digital Archaeology's, um, uh, basically it started at at the SAA in Sacramento in 2011. Um, so, you know, and what happened back then was there would be like maybe one other thing on the floor that had anything to do with digital anything. Mm-hmm. And and even now I, I'm still blown away by by how little there, there still is, but at least there is more. So Chris's vision, Chris Webster's vision um, was kind of to have a space and one day when we have, I guess, all of all of the funding to be much more of a of an interactive place where you could come and and learn and do and talk all at the same time. And it will. And that's the ultimate goal. But what we did, um, which is pretty genius, was set set this booth. So so booths at the SAA are little, you know, 10 by blocks in lines like any other conference. Mm-hmm. OK, and what we did is we bought four of those, what they call an island. <laughs> and then and, and then we had all this space without any structure. And so what, what we did is he set the the backdrop of the booth off at an angle. And what was so cool when I first walked in was like all the way from the entrance door, you could see the codify sign all the way across the room. Mm-hmm. We also, um, the uh, kind of happy accident of being the very last people to buy booths at the SAA is we had what would have been constituted the worst spot. It just <laughs> turned out to be exactly next to both the poster session and the CRM expo. So we we actually wound up having, from our strategic perspective, probably the absolute best spot. And 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 but the reality is, I'm sure we'll get into this. There was simply just no no lack of people coming by. Mm-hmm. And I actually started. I actually got some feedback, some frustration for people, simply because we were overwhelmed by how many people came by. Yeah. And so like I had a list of people I still am following up with um, that we just didn't get to talk to. So I loved the design. I thought it was fantastic, you know, doing all the things together. I intentionally kept bringing people around um, and circling and um, just, it was a blast. Plus we had a couple other details too, that, that I think, I think when you go to something like this, uh, the exhibitors out there and the vendors, you know, they really, they think about, the, the one-way interaction of vendor to customer and and they don't really and, and this is this is not a slight on any of the other vendors there they had a lot of there's a lot of people a lot of really great things but the way they set up their tables is very 
um, structured so that relationships doesn't doesn't get muddied, doesn't get um, uh, you know uh, changed at all. So you have a table between you and your customer, and you're actually actively trying to sell them something. And while you know, while we want to pay our bills, and while we are you know actually selling something, we were a vendor there. There's no question there. Um, we were more than that, which is why we set up the booth this way. So on the on the corner, we had a couple of high tables and chairs that we didn't have a sign for, but we were just calling the Codify, Codify Lounge or the Codify Cafe. They were like cafe tables. And, um, and it was really just a place for people to come sit and relax. They didn't have to talk to us. They didn't have to do anything. They could have a piece of our candy. They could take some stickers. We had some flyers out on the table. Or they could just sit there and escape from the conference for a minute. And while they did that, another thing that we had was what we called device daycare. Um, so, you know, everybody's tra- uh, tablets and phones are always dying during the conference. And so we had a place where you could come over, plug it in. We would watch it because it's right between our stuff and our computers. And your, your device would be safe and charging. And you could sit in the lounge. You could go walk around the exhibit hall, do whatever you want. That didn't really catch on on Thursday because people didn't really know about it. But by Friday, um, we almost always had at least a couple devices in the box for device daycare, and there was almost always somebody sitting at the tables. And like I said, they weren't even customers; they were just they were friends. You know, they were they were people who were at the conference, just sitting down and relaxing. And that's what we wanted was the we wanted the entire booth to have that kind of relaxing atmosphere because you know going digital and doing all the things is is stressful for, for people in in 2017 right now as we make this transition. So as much as we can make people comfortable, we did, which is another reason why we had, you know, our booth was large. It was the largest booth there, except for the Routledge booth, who also had an island. Um, but theirs was just all books around the edge. Um, but you could come into ours. We didn't have any tables that were blocking access. We had some tables around with some some information on them. But there were, I'd say, if we had, let's see, probably 20, 40, 60, 80 feet of perimeter um, probably 60 feet of that was open access that you could just walk right into and, and come and check out our booth. And that was probably one of my favorite aspects about the whole, the whole setup. Chris, what about you? What are your thoughts on it? Do you talk to anybody about, uh, our booth or, or, or what did you think? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess just to kind of parrot, uh, what you were saying, uh, like on Thursday, I had a lot of traffic and, and, you know, like Michael would ask me at the end of each day, you know, how to go. Because Michael was busy doing all the things, uh, mm-hmm. and you'll cover that in a second. But like Thursday, I was exhausted just from <laughs> uh, everybody coming by, uh, saying hi, and just being like, "What is this?" And so, you know, I, I had to explain over and over and over again, like, "All right, here's here's what Codify is. We do this thing. Here's what APN is. We do this thing. Here's PCS. We do this thing." Mm-hmm. And you know, it was kind of like I, I could see the gears turning in a lot of people's heads, and I could also see the fuses blowing in a lot of people's heads. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Why is all this stuff together? Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, like you had said, <laughs> Friday, though, it was exhausting, but in like an incredibly positive way because yeah. people were coming by Friday and Saturday all day long going, hey, I've got an idea for you. Hey, tell me about this thing. And so it was it was a much more interactive thing. And, and the way you described uh, our 
our whole like mode of communicating with mm-hmm. people who came by our exhibitor booth, you know, that was, that was a really great way to explain that. And, you know, the layout was very open. And so that's one of those things that I don't know, for me, I, I get a little uncomfortable around like the, the publishing companies booths just because they always set it up in kind of like a U shape or even like mm-hmm. a, a box shape. And so you, you enter the box and then, you know, everybody is inside the box trying to look at all the books and, you know, it's kind of claustrophobic, but ours was very open, very relaxing. And that was all by design. And, uh, that was, that was your brainchild. You really killed it with that. Um, and so it was just great. I ended up snagging, uh, tons of podcasts with people and I'm incredibly appreciative of all the time that I got from people who, mm-hmm. you know, were incredibly willing to share their, their work and share their ideas and, uh, it was it was really nice because it was while SAA is an incredibly exhausting experience for everybody involved. Uh, it was also great to feed off of all the enthusiasm and energy of people. And I got a lot of positive feedback saying that, you know, they really enjoyed our booth. They were stoked for what we're we're doing on all three fronts with Codify, APN and PCS. And uh, it ended up developing a lot of really productive, uh, collaborative experiences. So I got like, I got like a three-way collaboration with, uh, go dig a hole women in archeology span and Steven from CRM archeology. span Uh, we sat down with Ruth Tringham and recorded a fantastic podcast that's going to come out, uh, next Thursday. And then I also met up with another podcaster, Daniel Kwan, who's got, uh, the curiosity and focus podcast and recorded a uh, four or five episodes with him, and uh, it was just, uh, it was a lot of a lot of work and a lot of energy, but it was really fulfilling and and energizing at the same time. Yeah, indeed. Um, so, I mean, you're right, you're right. All these things were great, man. It was just, uh, I'm a little overwhelmed just trying to think back on it now. Um, all the things that we did <laughs> and talked about. Yeah. But of course, um, of course, the biggest thing that we had there um, was Codify. Uh, Codify was the dominating force of that entire booth, and by design. Um, and it's uh, and so when I say Codify too, on the Codify side, I mean uh, photo, the photo boards that we had for sale, um, and I also mean the uh, uh, the Codify the Codify system, you know, with the tablet and the software and the whole thing. So um, we're probably going to spend most of the time talking about that. I've got some uh, some show notes about things we're going to talk about, and I think I want to move photo boards to right now in the last few minutes of this conversation um, so we can spend segment two really talking about Codify and its response, you know, from from not only people uh, that we're familiar with, you know, we, we, we saw some old friends there, but also Canadians, uh, lots of Canadian firms uh, that stopped by and, and that were just like, wow, you know, there's nothing like this and blah, blah, blah. Of course, we hear the same thing from the U.S., but it was refreshing to hear that from an entirely different country and uh, and to hear all those things. But let's talk about the photo boards real quick, uh, only because I forgot the, to do this just a couple of days ago. But just before this podcast, as we're recording this on Tuesday, I updated the coupon code. Um, so if you go to codify.com forward slash APN, you can get 20% off for spring of all of our photo boards. Um, and that's just for APN listeners. Um, and the coupon code is um, APN Spring 20. So you type that in, uh, and it's a, the, the current coupon code is always listed at codify.com forward slash APN, so you can find out what that code is, um, but that code will get you 20% off. So 
Um, let's talk about the photo boards real quick. Michael, you and I, we've been to, uh, this was our fourth conference in four months, in three months, I think. And, um, and this is the first time. I don't we, know, I have to check in with the Journey Songs uh, uh, soundtrack. But yeah, I think so. <laughs> right? <laughs> and this was the first time, uh, I think because we got to drive, I didn't forget lots of things. I always had a lot of anxiety about some of our conferences because we, you know, we had to take all our stuff on planes or, or had limited time or, or a limited size in our booth. But this time, I like we're bringing all the things, and, and Michael finally pounded it into my head to remember to bring artifacts. And when I say artifacts, uh, these are artifacts to put on the photo boards so people can see exactly how we use them. We did have one comment that I heard of that somebody said, are these artifacts? And and my wife, who was manning our, our table there at the booth, she's like, yeah, they are. You know, And she's like, you know, it's a felony to bring them across state lines. Well, okay, sure, that's right. However, just so everybody knows, they weren't like artifacts from a site that's listed anywhere. These were things we bought in like antique stores in Virginia City as teaching collections, as type specimens that we could we could actually take all kinds of places and do things with and not have to worry about because um, there are literally seven million uh prince albert tobacco tins upright tobacco tins so if this one got damaged at the conference not that big a deal so anyway michael um you know we're going to talk about codify after the break but for now photo boards the response on photo boards was fantastic did you hear anything that uh was different before we sold a lot to mexico i will say that which is awesome (laughs) (laughs) um well i mean i I will say that you know since we designed it and um and i'm such a total snob about this stuff this the to me it was like this this was like it was it was a it's pretty transformative like i started i started to become a real believer in what we've done Mm -hmm. uh the responses um were we're overwhelmingly positive, but what you just said is the reason. Instead of just kind of talking about these things or showing them on a screen, we did two things I think that made a huge difference. One is we had a huge printout on the wall on our, on our booth that showed kind of the before and after. And we had the opportunity to demo over and over with real things. So I kept demoing with this purple glass bottle. Yeah. And if you take if you take an object like that and sit it on the ground and take a picture of it, it's going to turn the opposite of purple because that's what happens is your your camera sees all that purple and changes its color. And people could see right on as we did it with the iPad. Um, and I was using an iPad Pro so I could do camera raw and do all the right stuff. And they'd see, wow, you know, this is uh, this is this is terrible and yet totally normal. Then we do the photo board and they balance off the off the photo board in the same lighting. And it was just it was just obvious that it was um totally working and great. I know, I know you guys will talk a bit more about the other variations, but mm-hmm. it is clear that a couple of things I've never gotten to say, um, now is the time. The first mm-hmm. is the board is not made out of metal so that I can go through, so you can take it on an airplane without having to deal with any of those issues. Uh, nor is it made out of wood, which was one of the very first materials we looked at. So it actually is completely waterproof. Mm-hmm. So we have a board that's waterproof, that's light proof. I mean, that will have a, has a lifetime warranty um, that you can take out in the field. That's made out of high pressure laminate that um, that that people were really loving. And that's super exciting. And of course, you know, we'll keep making it better and better. But for us now, I mean, honestly, I can't even possibly imagine not photographing with some form of color balancing substrate. And um, the other thing I'll just... I'll say is we clearly have a huge mission, a lot of interest around 3D. So 
you know, having, as we call the magic photo board, because it has the photogrammetry markers on the side, mm -hmm. this is my segue back to you guys about the responses for lab boards and modified boards. So, um, so take it yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the, the two biggest things that I heard were we need a lab board, which means a board that's probably four times the size of our 12 by uh, 10 by 12 large photo board, the magic photo board. Um, and with fewer markings on it because they want they want to have it, fewer, if any, markings, quite frankly, on the front because it sounds like people want to um, want to have their uh, their big space to do lab quality photographs of any size object that they can handle. Um, stick it into probably a light box or something like that and then have their, um, you know, be able to take their photos. So I'd like some feedback on that personally. You know, you can comment on this episode. You can go to our ideas portal at uh, ideas.codify.com um, and uh, and check that out because I'd want to know what would you want to see on the front? Do we need some sort of scale? You know, do we need anything? If it's down the bottom, what does that do to a photo right in the middle? You know, I mean, all those sorts of details we'd have to work out on what would actually be on the lab board. So far, all we've heard is bigger, <laughs> bigger, bigger, bigger. Yeah, but big, big and gray. <laughs> I mean, it's funny yeah. because anyone who's ever dealt with production, like if you have if you have the black velvet that looks really great mm -hmm. and you're dealing with any form of artifact that has any form of dirt on it, you're dead. I mean, yeah. you just clean that thing all day long. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing. But for sure, we're going to have two boards I can guarantee you we'll have. One will be the large lab board, uh, which will probably be some form of a rounded rectangular thing. Yeah. But we're also making a very large round and circular board that can go on to, well, the pejorative term, the lazy Susan. It can go onto a, a, a carousel rotating um, stand but that will have the photogrammetry uh, symbology all the way around it mm -hmm. um, at particular at, at uh, either at 20 degree angle uh, 20 degree um, intervals and therefore you can just rotate and take your photos and you'll have you'll have the symbology there um, and be able to, to produce you know 3d artifacts really easily it'll be super cool mm -hmm. so those both yeah. of those are coming for sure yeah, then the other feedback just from a sales perspective was we've got the four by six inch sized board that has inches or centimeter scale on it. And uh, the centimeter scale has been by far the dominant seller um, when people just buy one or one of the small boards. Um, and we've got we've got, like, for example, we've got a bunch of the inches boards left, not a bunch, but, you know, some. And but the centimeter one has been has been the clear winner. So the idea is to either scale back production of the inches board and, and, and not make as many, or take one of four by six board and put inches and centimeters on it, um, and see if that will um, see if that'll help. Or maybe just keep the two separate boards. And like I said, we'll just we'll just carry fewer of the inches boards um, because it seems like fewer people want them, um, and then go from there. So, I mean, I would, I would love to hear, we have ideas.codify.com, but I would love to hear, mm -hmm. um, you know, from people directly, what, what do you want? Um, we should, we'll certainly do some more stuff out in like in the socials, like, yeah. et cetera. But, um, we have, we have a phenomenal production team we're working with and we can, we, it's not that we, we on the one hand is, you know, we can kind of make everything, but it, we, it takes us a while because we really want to get it right. Mm -hmm. So we can't, you know, so we, therefore we can't make everything. You know, we don't <laughs> want to be one of those companies that has 57,000 variations, but 
we would love to hear what ideas you have and then we'll make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, inventory is the kind of thing that we're not really interested in holding like lots of stuff in stock. You know, we want to have what you want to have. And if you don't want to have it, then we're not going to make it anymore. So, um, yeah, agreed. All right. So, uh, go check out, like he said, uh, and I said, ideas.codify.com. Leave us some feedback on this episode or on Facebook or the Codify Facebook page, you know, go to our website, um, you know, submit a question through there. Uh, and let us know what you want, and we'll look at uh, all the variables uh, involved in making that and then make it available. So, um, All right, so we're going to go to break, and when we come back in the second segment, we're going to talk all about Codify. That was the biggest reason we were at the conference, and um, the response was amazing. We'll talk about that in just a second. Let's face it, the quality of archaeological field photography could really use some improvement. We aim to change this with the Codify Magic Photo Board. This lightweight but incredibly durable board is designed to help you take color-perfect photos of artifacts, features, and sites using almost any camera, even your smartphone. You need to see it to believe it. Engineered from exceptional quality, color-safe, high-pressure laminate, Codify Magic Photo Board is ready for tough field conditions. It's guaranteed to level up your photography. Start taking publication-worthy photos right in the field with the Codify Magic Photo Board. Available now for pre-order, visit codify.com APN. That's codifi.com forward slash APN today and get your promo code exclusively for listeners of the Archaeology Podcast Network. All right, we're back. And as promised before the break, we're going to talk about Codify. We're going to devote this whole entire segment to Codify. I wanted to slam all the other stuff into that first segment so we could get it out of the way. Um, but Codify is the reason we went to Canada. Um, Codify is the reason that, uh, well, quite frankly, that we kind of get up in the morning <laughs> at this point. But, um, but Codify is, uh, is, the, is, is not just software either. It's the name of the company. It's the brand, it's the, and it's the hardware, and it's the software, and it's the full package. Um, and this is why we went to Canada, and this is really what we were demoing for people and showing people. Um, and not just demoing, because the software, you know, it's, it's, it's at version like 9.9 point something. I mean, it's super close. It's so close. We're just down to the point where we're doing some bug testing this week. And, you know, we're, you know, you always have to clear those little things out. It's just inherent in the, in the software architecture and design process. So, you know, we're, we're, plus Apple was nice enough to come out with soft, you know, version 10.3, right in the middle of us trying to finalize Codify. So, um, iOS 10.3. So there's, there's inherently going to be some, some stuff that we got to work through there, but, uh, you know, um, that's it. So Michael, you had a ton of meetings in, uh, in Canada about uh, about Codify, and not just with people from the United States, but with people from all over the world, really. Um, and we'll talk about that. And I just want to say I had a lot of conversations with people from Canada, from Canadian firms that were super excited by this. And there's no reason. It sounds like it's almost even easier than the United States. Um, but it sounds like we can bring this to Canada uh, really, really quickly and really easily. So what was your what was your feedback from the conference regarding Codify and all the amazing meetings that you had, Michael? Um, yeah, so I will like try to keep this quite a linear as I can. Um, first of all, I want to say that I was invited to um, to this session. It was a really great session by by Rand uh, Boynter and Peter Gould on how to fund archaeology and make it sustainable. And it was us and Dig Ventures out of the UK were the only two that that really talked about ways of funding archaeology that. Um, that aren't the usual thing, which is we all go to the same pond and try to drink 
the water and hope that we're going to get, you know, the non-existent funding from the NEH. <laughs> um, and then on the other side of it, CRM wasn't even mentioned at all in the in the funding conversation, which was kind of crazy. Um, so, you know, when we built this company, we're building a company that is a, a for-profit, but a, a benefit corporation uh, that's dedicated to paperless archaeology and and to understanding the actual costs of doing that. And, you know, and, you know, Chris, you know, you, you've been like beyond all about <laughs> digital archaeology and paperless forever, but now we've found all these additional business cases. And, and so the reason I'm starting with that is because it was a, a transcendental mo moment for me throughout this whole time, because I had people coming up saying, I mean, clearly understanding the value proposition of what we're trying to achieve. And that is number one, rent don't own. Dealing mm -hmm. with tablets is a nightmare. It's our nightmare. We 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 want to take this on for you. Um, and the software, and then there are other companies that are trying to just do software, and there's really great challenges with them and uh, with with just being a software company. We have to be archaeologists. We can't outsource this to the outside world because what we do is is actually it, it, there are some very specific unique things, and I will. Absolutely battle anyone that says that that's not, that that's not true. <laughs> we're doing something that's different than uh, the way that we record because we're dealing with cultural data. We're dealing with things that matter to people beyond compliance. Um, so, in a nutshell, th I, I, to give to to if to do the the aud audible version of our elevator pitch, what Codify now does is it can take any set of inputs that you need, what we typically would call your forms transform that into actions that you can do in the field and after the field in publishing and all the other parts you need to do it, and then transform transform that data um, and those inputs into uh, into various templates, as we call them. So those can be forms, and it could be out, output as uh, you know JSON or XML data and um, ultimately shapefiles and all these things. And, and because, it's, because it's actually real software now, we were able to put it into people's hands and go through it and demo it over and over and over and over um, and the response was, when I say overwhelming, I mean, you know, that's usually such a, you know, hackneyed way of saying it, but for me personally, it was because we've been talking about this and trying to do this for 20 years. So mm -hmm. it, that was amazing. I'll, I'll level this up just to take off on what you said. And then I really want to hear also from, you know, Chris Sims, um, and your, and your feedbacks, but <clears throat> so there's some huge projects happening in the UK right now. And to make it about Canada for a second, <clears throat> we have. In Canada, you have provinces that have very specific ways of doing things, and there just happens to be less of them than we have with the 50 states in the U.S. But they also have mandates. So they, unlike what we have, um, they have like, this is what you're going to use. This is the software you're going to use. And it just turns out to be software that's compatible with what we do. Right. So we had people come up to us and say they want to be distributors of Codify. Um, we've had others that say they want to help, help manage all, all of the various aspects. And the, the, from a business case, what we did over the last year was all the actual negotiations. So we can, if, if there are um, firms or organizations or uh, educational bodies in Canada or Scotland or Australia, it doesn't really matter, we can locally get the, con get the, um, the actual hardware there without having to ship it from California. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty, that's pretty exciting. Um, not a single person, not one, said anything negative to me. 
about our kind of spiritual way of moving these things forward. But seriously, let's just call it what it is. The most important thing is not a single person said anything about the price. Not yeah. one. No one, it didn't matter if they were a student or owned a company, everyone agreed that they basically, the only thing was, we can't believe you can offer it at this price, but we thank you for doing it. <laughs> and that was that was pretty exciting because, you know, this has been a long, long journey and we're here um, and we're ready and we want to work with people. Um, and, you know, we, we're not, we don't pur purport to have all the right answers, but we're busting our butts every single day to at least have an answer <laughs> to yeah. at least try to talk. Oh, I can't do this because I don't. I can't afford the tablets. I can't do this because I don't know. I can't do this because it, it doesn't fall for these standards. I can't. I can't. I can't. We're done with that. And honestly, that mm -hmm. felt pretty great. Yeah. No, you're right. The uh, just as a, a takeoff on that, real quick. The the biggest. Uh, a lot of people have had probably similar ideas as far as hey, we need to record digitally. I mean, there's been handheld devices and tablet computers and and all kinds of stuff for 10 even 15 years depending on the technology you look at but the difference between doing it and uh, the difference between doing it right and and doing nothing at all is simply just taking that first step and doing it and i feel like um i feel like while other people are are trying to do this thing i don't feel like anybody's doing it exactly the way we are because we're listening to firms we're listening to people and we're saying okay what are your problems oh oh so buying tablets is a problem. Okay, we'll take that away. So, um, you know, oh, wait, I might break a tablet or something like that. Or a field tech might, you know, leave it on the back of a truck or something on the, as they drive down the road. And now it's stuck in the desert. Okay, so we'll take that away. So we'll, we'll fix that for you. And, well, what if I, you know, Apple sends out iOS 9 million point six and it breaks everything. All right, well, we'll, we'll take that burden away as well. So we just, we listen to you and we say, all right, let's just take it all away and get you back to doing archaeology. I, I firmly believe that no other company is doing that, and that's that's the the biggest difference right there, um, is our entire philosophy and business model. So, um, yeah, as Michael said, Chris, what is uh, what what was your response to Codified? I know you were you were a lot of times working on the APN side there, um, and and proselytizing on that side. But um, <laughs> what was your uh, what was your response to to people talking about Codify? Yeah, uh, so like you had mentioned, uh, my time in the exhibition hall was spent uh, predominantly by the APN booth. Uh, but as everybody says, the real conference happens outside the conference, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, you guys were doing that in the uh, exhibition hall. And when I would cut out after you know the the day in the exhibition hall. You know, I'd go and meet up with other other friends and archaeologists and and talk to them, you know, over dinner, over drinks and stuff like that. And they were just their minds were blown. And that's <laughs> there's no exaggeration to that. Uh, when I started to explain what Codify was and what it did, you know, jaws actually dropped. And, uh, you know, Codify, as as we've been developing this our our first pitches have been to CRM firms in the West. And as you guys touched on uh, earlier in this episode, we've had some really surprising responses and, and very positive responses from archaeologists in Canada and in the UK and in other parts of the country. And uh, I had, you know, several academic you know, several archaeologists who who run large academic projects saying, 
that they wanted it, that they needed it for, for their work. And I think the same principles apply. Um, you know, Codify's strengths are in reducing overhead hours in, uh, in make work. Mm -hmm. There are so many repetitive transcriptions that go on in the, the standard workflow for most uh, recording that happens in the field in archaeology and Codify eliminates a lot of that. And when you're a CRM firm and you're looking at overhead hours, that is an incredibly valuable tool to use. But when you're on an academic project, the same principles apply because you're trying to make efficient use of your grant funding and you're also trying to make efficient use of your, uh, what's an appropriate term for this? Uh, the the labor of the grad students mm -hmm. and you know you don't want to you don't want to waste the valuable time of, of grad students and burn them out on busy work by you know having them spend you know hundreds of hours transcribing things that can be done with literally the click of one button in codify and i'm talking about the photo logs yeah um killing photo logs or or rather automating them is is incredible and you know when when michael first told me about that capacity it almost brought a tear to my eye because i thought of the hundreds and hundreds of hours i've spent transcribing photo logs and it, it's my favorite thing to demo to people in the booth and you know i carried my ipad around in my bag with me after hours and i was just like overjoyed just like giddy jumping at the bit to try and get people to watch me make the photo log with one click of a button. And that was when Jaws dropped. They were like, wait, what? <laughs> what did you just do? And uh, so, you know, then I'd show them the the way that uh, Codify produces the, the photo sheets that are already captioned and already formatted to just be slotted into your report. And, you know, that's the kind of thing. I'm going to be taking this to Belize with me to work uh, on a Maya site this summer. And, you know, I already have some people who are just stoked out of their minds to get their hands on this thing. So it's been really exciting to, to you know, see the reactions, but also to be a, a part of, you know, developing this thing and making this thing happen. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I mean, I couldn't agree more. The response was phenomenal. Um, and like I said, the response from, from other other nations was huge. Um, I, I don't know if it was because this conference was in Canada or what, but we talked to definitely a bunch of Canadians, a um, bunch of Canadian firms, but I also talked to lots of people working in Mexico, not like, you know, you know, like field schools in Mexico, like, like actual Mexican citizens, you know, working at universities down there. And one guy from Argentina too. So let's go all the way down South. Um, and, and just people from all over the world and the UK, there were, there were a handful of people from the UK there that we had really positive conversations with, like Michael mentioned earlier. Um, and it was just, uh, you know, we've always said that codify, if we get the, we get your forms, it's just a template at this point and we can put it into codify because we've been saying for, uh, on previous podcasts and we say all over, all over everything, every time we talk to somebody that, um, you know, archaeology, we did the murder map for the country for United States in archaeology. And really, you're recording the same elements of every archaeological site anywhere in the state, in the, in the states. But that really translates to the entire planet. Then translates to Mars, for that matter. I mean, the same things are going to be there. You know, features, 
artifacts, and whatever. If we were to go to the moon right now, Chris, and do a CRM project on the moon landing sites, we would record literally the same things that we would record here. And it, I don't care where you are, it's all the same. And once you start making that realization, you can do really powerful things with software. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I had a lot of uh, FaceTime with Bill Ochter and I was I was happy to, you know, finally meet him in person and, and uh, you know, gain him as a friend and and have a lot of conversations about CRM. I learned a lot about uh, telecommunications projects and all that. And, you know, I had not been thinking of it as deeply as he does. But, mm-hmm. you know, some of the strengths that he saw already right off the bat in Codify are the ability to to handle any sort of form that needs to be developed. Um, you know, Codify is working on, like you had mentioned, the, the murder map of all the states, but what's contained in that murder map is all the forms that have to be filled out and submitted. And the, the, the thing that Michael and I were talking about on our drive time was the, the lifespan of, of data as you collect it in the field to the time that it gets entered into whatever form it is, mm-hmm. as it stands now, it goes, goes through a wild journey. It's almost like, you know, like a finding Nemo or finding Dory journey. Cause it's it like, it goes into paper on glass for a lot of the, the other, uh, apps that are, are trying to do stuff like this. It goes onto paper and glass and largely takes the same journey that it does in a notebook. You know, it sits in a backpack, it sits, on someone's desk, it travels around through folders on people's computers, and then, you know, finally it makes it into a report after being transcribed and copied and pasted and moved around. But the way Codify does is it's just this seamless process that goes from start to finish the first time you gather that data, the first time mm-hmm. you enter it in the field, the first time you fill it out in the lab, whatever that may be, you know, it's it's already on the journey to the final destination it's it's not going through this meandering you know path mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so let's uh let's get down to the nuts and bolts here um like i said codify is at like 9.9 point infinity <laughs> it's it's uh it's shockingly close to being finished um it really is just doing some polishing and final touches we're we're at the point like in a car buying analogy where you've you've bought the car You've you've been with the horrible person that adds seven thousand dollars, although we're not doing that, and and then they're just cleaning it up for you. That's what we're doing. You know, they're they're cleaning it up for you and they're getting ready. So, Michael, um, in the last few minutes of the podcast here, why don't you just uh, give us the final details on Codify Caption, Codify CRM, and uh, and all the things? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I mean, you're you're nailing it down again. This is a Couple quick things, just how, so we can all understand how we roll. Okay, this is again has not been some journey to try to figure out how to make the next unicorn in Silicon Valley. This is about us trying to level up archaeology. So the way we worked is a couple of years ago, uh, at when SAA was at San Francisco, we had a paperless archaeology uh, workshop. It was absolutely fantastic. And Albion Environmental came and they said, "When you're ready, we're ready, and we want to be one of the first. And so Albion. Now a women-owned and operated company, a local company in uh, in California, is going to be the first, and it's a perfect scenario for us. So they put down a deposit. We were able to do what we do, and I'll explain that in just a second uh, to get take, get things all ready for them. And it's a field school is their first project. It happened to work out that way at the Castro Adobe in Watsonville, along with UC Santa Cruz. 
and supported by the Friends of the State Parks and all these things. So for us, it couldn't get better than that. We get to work on unique ways that Albion does their own business, things around how they manage tools and registers, ethnographic interviews, um, student, student diaries, as well as phase one survey and excavation and, and tons of stuff with labs. They wanna to try to do everything. So how, how we work with Codify is you, we come up and the very first thing we do with you is what we call a data therapy session. It just takes about an hour. We, we assess the forms. We, we ground truth your ideas of how, how the data that you collect needs to be transformed into however you want it to be produced. As, that, sometimes that's forms, as, as Sims was just saying, but sometimes it's XML data or whatever it might be. Uh, now, basically Codify is, is a product. It's going to, it is a physical hardware configuration of iPads and GPS units and boxes and photo boards, boxes to hold it all and photo boards. It is software, it is Codify. Uh, which has, and you know, in a future episode, or if you go to our site, we'll explain all the details of how that all works. So you feel super great and secure about knowing that it's your data, but it's also these public good templates around the California DPR forms, or the you know the IMAX forms in the middle of the country, or the uh, the the, the recordation forms for Canada, um, and and ultimately. You know, uh, there will be things that you as an organization or individual want to keep for yourselves. And that's the beautiful thing about what we've done is you actually can do that too. We think it's really okay to be special, you know? And and for that, you know, um, we will consult with you and, and configure Cutify to do those things. So how it works is like we're taking, basically we're first come, first serve. We're, we're going to work with projects and, and organizations that we that we know that we can support um, and it starts now. So by the time this this podcast comes out, if you are interested in Codify at any level, we would suggest you get in touch because a lot of people. I'm looking. I just laid out all the cards on on my on my stand up desk here, and it's there's a lot going on. I'm not. We're not saying that to be you know jerks about this. There's just there is a lot of interest, and we're really excited. Um, so if you're interested in going paperless and saving money and trying to do something, we want to hear from you. Absolutely. I I don't have the sound of a mic dropping. I don't uh I need I need sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, you know, definitely I can't uh, afford to have my mic drop, so I you know, so I dropped nice. it and then I caught and then I caught it. Because that's what we do. We catch but if you drop codify if you drop your iPad on the ground, uh that's okay. We got your back. We got that's your right. back. We'll cover that's that. right. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, um with that, I mean I Honestly, we love feedback. Um, we want to know like exactly what the photo boards, um, where are you working? What are you doing? Um, it, can you provide us some, you know, are you willing to work with us and provide us some information on where you're working? If, if you're not one of the places we've talked about in the, in this episode, you're working in, I don't know, Australia or, um, you know, China for that matter. It doesn't matter. Um, it might take us a little while to translate everything into Chinese, but we'll get somebody to do that. But anyway, um, actually, actually, did you know that we, one of our cards was, uh, Gary Guan, who's the managing editor of the Chinese cultural relics. Yes. Project. I know. I know. <laughs> this card happens to be in Chinese. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> the one side of it is I saw that card. <laughs> I had a great conversation with him about, uh, bringing podcasts to China and, and vice versa, getting a Chinese, 
research, you know, translated to English and, and brought to, uh, you know, English speaking podcasts. So it, it was a really great conversation with him. And that's, that's a whole, a whole new ball game over there. But, uh, Michael, I, I think a question for listeners, uh, who, you know, probably didn't get the advantage of, of the FaceTime with you at the exhibition hall, where's the starting point? Where can they reach you? Where can they jump on board? And what is the first step that uh, you're going to suggest that they take? I mean, they can certainly just go to codify, codifi.com. But if they go to codify.com slash paperless, P-A-P-E-R-L-E-S-S, <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the little page we're going to keep all of our energy to focus on right now. Um, and but, but seriously, just reach out. You know, mm-hmm. and we will set appointments. I mean, again, you, yes, as Chris said, we need to survive and eat, but we will always make time, always. And, you know, we spend half an hour, an hour, and and happily help. If we can help you in some form of way, we want to do that. And if you have ideas, you think we're full of crap, you should let us know. Uh, and we'll keep working to make, to make it better. But the mm-hmm. very short answer is just basically... Um, Come to codify.com slash paperless. We have a link there for our calendar schedule. Make an appointment and let's get started. Absolutely. And we'll have all those links in the show notes for this episode at uh, arcpodnet.com forward slash archaeotech forward slash 50. Note that uh, arcpodnet.com is a new URL that we bought um, because I was tired of typing in archaeologypodcastnetwork.com every single time. So I finally, after like two and a half years, bought arcpodnet.com. So, yeah. So anyway, um, like I said, links in the show notes. Check out ideas.codify.com to to leave your ideas. Um, you can you can do anything you want. Hell, if you design a new photo board for us, we might even give you one of them for free. How about that? Um, you know, do do all the hard work and get something for it. That's a novel concept. Um, so anyway, yeah, check that out. And uh, thanks to everybody that came up to us at the uh, at the SAAs. Just a quick note about Archaeotech. I think, and I heard this from from Rachel, who is our person um, kind of out in front of the booth most of the time. Anybody that came up to talk about the APN said that they heard about us through Archaeotech. <laughs> Archaeotech was like their their gateway drug. I don't know if it's because we had a captive audience of all archaeologists there and technology. And when you know archaeology and you know technology, you come to the Codify booth. So maybe Archaeotech was like the logical podcast for them to find us through. But thanks, yeah. just thanks everybody that, that listens to this show and that kind of you know, spreads the gospel for lack of a better word, um, about, about Archaeotech and about the APN. And seriously, if you have any suggestions for things we should cover, please let us know anywhere you see this podcast or anywhere you can find us. And, uh, and we'll, we'll try to get to that. Chris, any final thoughts? No, I, I just, once again, want to parrot what, uh, Webby just said. It, it was really great to have some, uh, face-to-face interaction with, uh, listeners of, of the APN, listeners of this show and, and the other shows. And, uh, like, I am incredibly appreciative of, uh, the conversations I got to have with, with anybody out there listening. And, um, you know, I, I got to record some podcasts with some mm-hmm. of you and, uh, a few people were inspired by the SAA to, to send some really, um, some really kind words via email and uh you know i've responded to all all the email feedback for the shows and you know send us emails uh you know stay tuned after the the podcast for info on where to email it's Mm -hmm. it's in the outro um 
but yeah, it's, it's been really great. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for the future. I know, you know, Michael and, and Chris, you guys are both excited and I can, I can tell the, the listeners and the people who came to talk to us at the booth were also really excited. Uh, one of the, one of my favorite bits of feedback that I received while I was standing at the codify section of the booth was, uh, you know, someone came up and said that they can't wait to see what we roll out in 2018 at the SCA in Washington, DC, uh, because they said that <laughs> the booth was their favorite one in the nice. exhibition hall. Nice. Awesome. Well, expect, uh, expect a better codify lounge because F U Ikea more on that later. If you want to know, just message me. <laughs> 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 it really hosed us at the end there. I mean, it's not that I waited till two hours before we set up in the exhibit hall to actually go buy the things I needed. That's not. That's beside the point. And you know, no, it's that's really like totally <laughs> exactly not 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 the reason. They they need to be a bit more clairvoyant next time. Right. Right. Uh, anyway, um, again, thank you everybody. Um, thanks for all this. It was great. I noticed that there were two types of of people in regards to the APN of the conference, people that either don't listen to podcasts at all, but now will because they discovered the APN and two super fans. I didn't meet very many people that listened to like one podcast. They're like, Oh, I found this. And now I listened to 17 of them. So it was, um, it was really great. So anyway, we'll kill this episode. Now um, go check out all the links in the show notes, especially go check out codify.com. Leave us your feedback and uh, give us all the ideas and then go and, uh, you know, hit the shop page. Go get yourself a photo board using the coupon code um, APN Spring Twenty, and uh, and also if you're a project manager or a PI, um, you know we'll be more than happy to to help you out with a with a quote for what it would cost to go paperless with Codify on one of your next projects. But you can also just do it right there on the website if you're ready to go. So, all right, thanks, Michael, and thanks, Chris. Yeah, thank you. Talk to you next time. That's it for another episode of the Archaeotech Podcast. Links to some of the items mentioned on the show are in the show notes for this podcast, which can be found at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com forward slash archaeotech. If you like the show and want to comment, please do. You can leave comments about this or any other episode on the website or on the iTunes page for this episode. You can also email us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com or use the contact form on the podcast webpage. If you'd like us to answer a question on a future episode, email us. Use the contact form on the website or tweet your questions with the hashtag archaeotech or tag at archpodnet in your tweet. Please share the link to this show wherever you saw it. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, you can do so on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio. You can also type the name of the podcast into your favorite podcasting app and subscribe that way. Don't forget to go over to iTunes and leave a review of the show. It helps us get noticed so more people can find our podcast and benefit from the content. Also, send us show suggestions and interview suggestions. We want this to be a resource for field technicians everywhere, and we want to know what you want to know about. This show is produced by Chris Webster and Tristan Boyle and edited by Chris Sims. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. And, uh, uh, I just had a huge brain fart, and I'll cut that out in, in editing. <laughs> <laughs> I was going somewhere with that, I promise. Uh, nice. Um,
Thanks again for listening to this episode and for supporting the Archaeology Podcast Network. If you want these shows to keep going, consider becoming a member for just $7.99 US a month. That's cheaper than a venti quad eggnog latte. Go to archpodnet.com slash members for more info.